It's do or die for the New Orleans Pelicans to get into the playoffs. What do they need to do to beat the Los Angeles Clippers? It's the Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday, game day, again for your New Orleans Pelicans, another biggest game of the season. We're going to break, da- break it down. What do CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram need to do? How does Herb Jones do against Paul George, and what are some of the X factors in this matchup? And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Subscribe to the show, tell a friend about the show, and leave a five-star review with a comment. Helps keep this free in five days a week. No one else coming to you like that, especially free with no paywall or anything like that. Breaking down everything you want to know about this team. And look, fan base is excited. Over 10,000 of you listened to yesterday's show, which is an incredible number, and it shows how well this community has come together. And hopefully the Pelicans can keep it going a little bit longer. So please support Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts and all that stuff. Okay, let's dive right on into this one, right? The Clippers. The Pelicans actually have the season series against them 3-1, but it's a bit of a different Clippers team right now. They've been without Paul George for some of those games. They started to really get going late in the season with Paul George coming back, with some of their other guys coming back from injury, Norm Powell being a big one for them. And now they look pretty good, though they did completely fold against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So there is a chance that New Orleans can really get this win. This Clippers team isn't necessarily as good fully as advertised, but they are good defensively. They have a lot of length on the wing and switchiness on the wing, kind of like what the Pelicans do in a sense, and they're shot makers, which means you're going to need to keep up when it comes to scoring with them. And so that's where Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum really come into play. And we saw it in the game against the San Antonio Spurs. CJ going off in the first half, 27 points. Again, scoring at all three levels, right? Three-point range, mid-range. And at the rim, a lot of finger roll layups, right? Driving baseline, things like that. And then when they really started to adjust for him, it opened up the rest of that offense. That bounce pass to Valanciunas, which led to an easy dunk, that was pretty emphatic. Those are the type of things you're going to need to see him doing again. Making shots at all three levels to keep this Clippers defense off balance. And same for Brandon Ingram. A little bit slow in the first half with some foul trouble keeping him on the bench, but really came alive in the fourth quarter when they needed him to be the go-to guy down the stretch while CJ was struggling to make shots in the fourth quarter in the second half. Brandon Ingram delivered. Struggled a little bit at times running that second unit, but you have to try and keep one of those two guys out there on the floor at all points of time, and they're probably asking... Brandon Ingram to do a little bit more than what he's capable of. But if there's ever a time to rise to the occasion, it's certainly going to be in this game. They're going to need to hit their shots because the Pelicans can go cold. And they did in the fourth quarter. There was about a five-minute stretch where they just weren't shooting well. And it let the San Antonio Spurs get right back into the game. So 
I'm not going to really want to rely or trust, and we'll touch on him, in a guy like Devontae Graham or some of these other players. Jose Alvarado hit three threes against the Spurs. I don't know if he's going to do that. Yes, yes, he can shoot, but usually not at that level. And if you get that type of performance from him, you're going to hope you're going to win the game and not really waste that, but you're going to need others to step up too. Ty Lue is a very, very good coach and very good at making adjustments. And there's enough length on this team for the Clippers to make life difficult for Brandon Ingram, to make life difficult for CJ McCollum. Again, running them in paired actions, screening for each other, running heavy pick and roll sets to try and create some space to get some of that length off and try and create a mismatch. Maybe you get one of those guys matched up with Valanciunas and then you got to look there to make them think twice about what they're doing defensively. That type of stuff is going to be really important because there will be periods where New Orleans and the role players are not hitting their shots and you need C.J. McCollum to be firing. You need Brandon Ingram to be firing. You need them making their shots. Yeah, it's a little bit reductive and simple to say that you need your best players to play well and to shoot well. But against a team that has tons of role players that can score, and we'll talk about that in the third segment, you're going to really need your main two guys to do it because the rest of your, your team, the rest of your lineup doesn't match up all that well in terms of shot making when it comes to the Los Angeles Clippers. And the Clippers know this. So they're going to try and make other guys beat them. I don't want to rely on that strategy if I'm New Orleans. I don't. I want to rely on CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram finding ways to get open and get their shot. That's going to be a real big key here. Ty Lue's going to try and take them out and force anyone else to beat them. And they've got a center in Zubac that can maybe handle, not handle, but hold his own against Valanciunas. And so if Valanciunas is kind of a little bit off, it could be a problem. If he's playing like he did in the fourth quarter against the San Antonio Spurs in the second half, then the Pelicans will be in good shape. But it really might come down to some of these role players. You've got to minimize that as much as possible to really keep the ball in the hands of CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram to go out and score. It's always going to be the case with this team right now, getting those guys going, but particularly against a Clippers team that has shot makers all around and the Pelicans don't. So coming up, though, let's talk about Herb Jones a little bit. How has he done on Paul George this season? What might we see in this game? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. So find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball. You can do it over at BetOnline.net. Spur, or sorry, Spurs. The Clippers favored by four, even though New Orleans has won the series 3-1. I'm not sure. I think New Orleans has a good chance in this one, but that number... I get why they're kind of setting it there. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Is that the right number? And betonline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at betonline.net, betonline where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, Monday through Friday, breaking it all down. Don't forget about Locked On Saints, though. We got a Saints show that's Monday through Friday as well. No paywall. Ross Jackson, excellent host, one of the rising stars of the network, in my opinion. He's going to be breaking down everything black and gold when it comes to the Saints. It's a pretty key offseason for them as well. So make sure Locked On Saints is your second listen today. But we are here talking about the Pelicans taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Game two for the Pelicans, both these teams, on the playing tournament. 
Winner not just advances, but advances to the actual playoffs. That means two more home games at least for New Orleans as both these teams are vying to take on the really freaking good Phoenix Suns. But how fun would a series against them would be? And would Zion potentially make a return? But you got to win this game first. And a big part of that is going to be what Herb Jones is capable of doing. He was awesome against Murray the other night. Awesome. As he had been all season long. So how has he fared against Paul George? How has he fared just against the Clippers in general? So in the last matchup, the one that the Clippers blew out New Orleans 119-110, though that game, I don't know, people are pointed to that be like, oh, look, the most recent one, they blew him out. It was on the tail end of a long road trip for New Orleans. I don't know how representative fully that game was for New Orleans compared to what you're going to see from them coming into this one with some momentum. Herb Jones defended, and he's kind of defended two guys heavily throughout this four-game series that he's played. Paul George and Reggie Jackson. In that game where the Clippers blew out the Pelicans, he defended Paul George for almost four minutes. Paul George scored three points, one of three shooting. This is what Herb Jones does. He takes you out of the game, just like he did Murray the other night. Against Reggie Jackson, he guarded him for almost four minutes as well. 0 for 6. Didn't score a single point. Three assists. Is a lockdown defender, not on Herb is a thing for a reason. Let's go to the other game that they had before that one. This one was on January 13th. Let me pull the defensive numbers here. I had them. They just went away, so I'm spinning the wheels trying to kind of talk, talk my way through this one until I get them. Coming up here now. This one, no Paul George in it. It was a New Orleans win, 113-89, blowing out the Clippers. Basically, six, five and a half minutes, five, six minutes on Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, 0 for 3. Okay. There we go. Against the Clippers again earlier on in the year. This is when they still had Josh Hart. He guarded Paul George the majority of this one. Six and a half minutes. He did well against Josh Hart. Against Herb Jones who guarded him two and a half minutes. Two of four for five total points. Again, limiting him. That's going to be one of the better performances that someone has against Paul George. And then... In one of the early games this season, before Herb Jones was really Herb Jones as we knew him, guarded both Luke Kennard and Paul George. Two and a half minutes on Paul George. Paul George went one of six. One of six for three total points. Luke Kennard, one of the better role players they have, a guy that can shoot, right? One of four. Herb Jones locks down whoever he is playing. I don't know if you need him to spend a ton of time on a guy like Reggie Jackson, I get why you will see some moments of that. Reggie Jackson, you know, is a guy that's a veteran in the league. He's crafty. He's not rattled. I don't know if putting a guy like Jose on him is totally going to work. But given that it's Paul George and how well that Herb Jones has defended him, throw him on there. Just throw him on there. One thing I don't know if you will see is some of that pre-switching. You saw it a lot in the game against the San Antonio Spurs. Even Andrew Lopez shouted out that the Pelicans were doing that. And I told you they were going to, right? I told you they were going to do that because they wanted to make sure that teams aren't uh, that are when they're trying to hunt mismatches, it's not actually a mismatch. So what you do again is maybe you have Herb Jones guarding Paul George, and right before they get into their set, you have him switch with someone else, so that when Paul George calls for the pick and the Pelican switch, it just throws Herb Jones right back on Paul George without really any sort of incident whatsoever, no fighting through a screen or anything like that. You do that here. There's probably enough of a veteran team. 
and enough uh, length advantage, size advantage for the Clippers to make you pay. And they can recognize that, and they're just going to go with whoever the, has the mismatch. And I don't know if you'll actually see them run the set that they really want to do. And it's going to potentially end up hurting New Orleans if that's the case. So I don't know if you'll see that as much so much as Herb just really being on Paul George. You'll see him guard some other guys too, of course, but limiting him is a big first step. If you take him out of this game, the Clippers can win, but then they're relying on their role players too. And while their role players are good at that sort of thing, again, they are shot makers, right? As I've said. And when you go back to that most recent game, 119-100 win over the Pelicans for the Clippers, everyone was scoring in double figures for them. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in double, sorry, Seven guys in double figures, right? They had three guys off the bench in double figures. Isaiah Hartenstein, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson starting, Paul George, Zubach, Marcus Morris had 22 freaking points, right? Take Paul George out. Let those other guys beat you at the very least. You don't need to let Paul George go off and try and limit those other guys. This was a bit of a concern for what we had going into this Spurs game. You might limit Murray, but are those other guys going to step up? And I thought New Orleans did a good enough job of defending them. But this is a different Clippers team. Again, this length is something that I'm actively worried about and that the way they can run some big men off the court. So while Herb Jones is going to do his job against Paul George... It's going to be these other guys that really need to do their job defensively too. Are we going to see a different rotation? They went 10-11 guys against the Spurs. Are you going to see that now against the Clippers? Or are they going to tighten that rotation up? And are we going to see some other people that maybe you know play bigger roles than what we saw against San Antonio? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get into that part, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I love these things. I actually had one in the afternoon before heading over to the Rusty Nail for the pregame party. I needed something in me. I was going to be drinking a little bit, having fun with all you guys. I wanted to make sure I was kind of like filled up. I look forward to it because Built Bars are delicious. I love taking a protein bar. They're light. They're easy. You can eat them. You feel good and you're ready to go, right? I don't like eating big, heavy meals before things going on. I just want to go and sleep. So Built Bar is kind of my secret weapon to this. I eat one basically every single day. And if you're going to eat a protein bar, you may as well eat the one that tastes good. And Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They have delicious flavors. Mint brownie, I'm telling you, is awesome. Double chocolate. It's like creamy. It's delicious. Salted caramel tastes like a candy bar. You may as well eat the best tasting one, and that's definitely what Built Bar is. And you've got to try the Built Bar Puffs. They're light. They're protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. It's like nothing you've ever had before. And they're all good for you. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That is the promo code that I use. That's promo code LOCKED15 over at Built.com for 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Built.com. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by rockauto.com. I work on my cars, and there's only one place I go to order parts, and that's rockauto.com. It's just easy, right? And the prices are tremendous. Why deal with anything else? I don't need the hassle of that. I don't need to waste my time. I don't need to try and figure out if they have the right part for my car. I'm going to go to the place that has it all at a really good price. So save time and money when using rockauto.com. You don't choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. 
And that's because rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, whatever it is you might need, radiators, air conditioning condensers, all of those things, you can get them because I've ordered those parts off rockauto.com. It's going to be so easy. Their website's simple, easy to use. Your make, your model, the year. They're going to show you all the parts available for your car or truck and the different price points that you might want for them. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything with this team. We are not missing a day when the stories are as big as they are around this team. And we're not slowing down. The offseason is going to be big too. They have the Lakers pick. This is going to be one where they can draft someone, they can trade it. How are they going to improve this team? What's it going to look like when Zion's back next year too, right? There's a lot to be excited about this team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Helps keep the show free in five days a week for y'all. If you ever want to support the show, just click subscribe and leave a review and tell a friend. 30 seconds to do all of that, and you're making a big difference here at Locked On Pelicans. So we're talking about how they can win their matchup with the Clippers to get into the actual playoffs and the growth and the development of these young guys that come with that. B.I. and C.J. going to need to be huge. We know that. Herb Jones limiting Paul George? Absolutely. But those other guys on the Clippers are capable of stepping up, and I'm terrified of their shot making because I don't know if I trust the New Orleans role players to hit those kind of shots. It's not a knock, it's a bit of a knock on them, it's, but it's it's a realistic thing. We just said in the most recent game they played, seven guys in double figures, including three off the bench. New Orleans can't run that many deep here if they want those guys to have a massive impact. And I think because of the length that the Clippers have and their ability to kind of run big men off the court, you're not gonna you're still gonna give a heavy allotment of minutes to Valanciunas, right? But I think this is one of those games, let's start there, that Jackson Hayes is going to start. But when they have so many guys that can play in space and Jax does not defend well in space, I don't know how much you can run him there. And so I can see this being a game where Larry Nance Jr. plays more than Jackson Hayes does. He's just a better defender in space. I don't know if you really want to run him as a small ball five in this one. I think Zubac can really hurt him down low, get bored, score at will with that size advantage there. But on some of these other guys, some of the wings, you can at least have him playing power forward and switching out onto those guys and defending in space. And I think that's a big key to this one. But that also means that I think you're going to see, obviously, Trey Murphy play a very big role in this one. As I've been saying, they want to close with him. And when you looked at the minutes allotment against the San Antonio Spurs, he's playing more than anyone else off the bench. There was a reason for that. They like the switchability he has. They like the defense that he gives, the off-ball work and the shooting if the shot's falling. They want him closing games. He's going to have a big role in this one. But I also think Najee Marshall will. I think Najee Marshall is almost kind of like an an X factor in a sense, right? If he can come out and play strong defense and hit a couple of shots, New Orleans is going to be in a good position to at least make this a game in the fourth quarter. You need that length out there. You need that mobility out there. You know, Jose Alvarado is going to be really undersized in this matchup. He held his own against Murray, I thought, but with so much of that on this Clippers team, it makes me a little bit nervous. They're going to give him every chance, right? He's going to get a good allotment of minutes in this one, but this is where being slightly undersized, I think, can really hurt you. Now, if he's making threes like he did, 
You keep him out there because he does what he does. But I don't know if this 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 uh, Clippers team is going to be kind of as susceptible to some of kind of the peskiness that he has, given how veteran they are and how well coached that they are. But if he's hitting shots, oh, hell yeah, sign me up for that. But I think it's Najee and Trey who are behind those really key guys off the bench alongside Larry Nance Jr. And then you get to Devontae Graham. Uh, if it were up to me, I probably wouldn't play him. If it were up to me... I, I probably wouldn't play him. He had a real quick leash in this game, in the game against the San Antonio Spurs. I think that was the right thing. The shot's not there. The lack of confidence isn't there. You know, if he's breaking shots in practice, he's probably going to break shots in games. That's that's not something that I trust in this. And he's undersized, right? And gives you nothing defensively. So I wouldn't be shocked if he if he gets a couple minutes in the first half and then they just realize, like, no, this is a mistake. But with the way he's playing and the lack of shooting right now, you're going to need to win this one through wing defense and limiting those Clippers role players. Make guys like uh, Marcus Morris uncomfortable. Get in Luke Kennard's face and don't let him shoot as well as he normally does. Limit those guys and have Herb playing good defense on Paul George and let B.I. and uh, let Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum like make enough shots to kind of carry you home. That's probably the blueprint, I think, for a Pelicans victory in this one. It's it's going to be a really interesting matchup, and it's just very different from what we saw against the San Antonio Spurs. You, you know, you, you, your guys, your role players need to play defense, not make shots so much because you're kind of going trying to go shot for shot here. The Clippers are going to win. So you need to make those guys miss. You're going to do that with length more so than anything else, given that they're just a freaking like kind of middle of the road tall team right they're not running like three seven footers out there but they have six eight guys at like every position it feels like six nine that can be a problem for new orleans given that they're undersized at times and i wonder if that means that graham might need to have a really short leash or not play at all but it's going to come down to your your, your main guys brandon ingram cj mccollum herb jones and valentunas those guys do what they need to do new orleans is absolutely going to be in this one and they've had success against the clippers so far just don't let those role players get comfortable start making shots you've got to do what you can to kind of limit them and disrupt them as much as possible and we'll say this the clippers at the end of that timberwolves game did genuinely look rattled i don't know what tyloo was calling at the end of that game and i don't even know if he was really calling anything and it looked just kind of garbled nonsense not really what they are used to doing and they looked gassed they were tired and new orleans can take advantage of that because they've got some energy guys Najee can be an energy guy jose alvarado can be an energy guy all of those things can be really big for you and so run the clippers run 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 get them tired down the stretch and if they have a lead they might blow that and really start to falter so it's going to be a fun game clippers favored by four right now I will be at Mid-City Yacht Club for the Pels 12 watch party. That's going to be a lot of fun. I hope to see you there as well, and I hope we get a Pelicans win. And win or lose, we'll be back with a show on Saturday, tomorrow, for you all, breaking it all down, because we're here every day, even on the weekends when we need to, because things are so much fun right now, and this team is just kind of capturing the city. It's been a great time. It's been a fun ride. Hopefully, it's not over just yet. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans, but not this week of Locked on Pelicans. One more show tomorrow. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all then.